Hello, this is Brian Scuttle. Uh, this is an interview that I did recently with director Ashley George, producer and story writer Maya Korn, and screenwriter Alonzo Rickards on their short film Diablo. I'd actually first seen it at the Women in Horror Film Festival, and that's how I met Maya. And it is going to be playing at the Fantasia International Film Festival that runs from August 20th to September 2nd. And I wanted to take a chance to talk to them about the movie, and I hope you enjoy that. So my first question is, uh, I did have a chance to rewatch the film. Thank you very much for the link so I could do it again, because I haven't seen it since the Women in Horror Film Festival. What was the inspiration behind the film? Maya, you want to start with that? Because it came from Maya. Yeah, I think Maya should start. First, first, I was kind of very incensed by Trump's comments about women and Mexicans. Um, So I decided to go to Mexico to kind of research, like, is there something to say? And I pitched it in a women in film meeting, and that's when I met Ashley, and we decided to go and research. And then through conversations, we realized no one really gives a fuck about Trump in Mexico. They think he's an idiot. They think we're, we're idiots for having him as president. Um, and, but the, but fem, femicide is like a huge, huge issue. So mm. it was like, I think the statistic keeps changing, but I think it was that nine, nine women die every day from gender-based killing. And so we decided to talk about that. And then it kind of evolved through writing sessions between Alonso and Ashley into a rape-revenge piece. Yeah, and I think we mutually shared a lot of um, a desire to focus on women's issues specifically, and so we knew that that we wanted to focus on what was happening with women mm-hmm. specifically there. That's all I have to add. Yeah, no, and I would just add, like, when, when Maya approached me with the idea, I think one of the things that I was interested in was uh, growing up in Mexico City, my experience as a teenager, having friends who were in, like, a what I would describe as like witchcraft adjacent subculture. So to me, like the urban like subcultures of Mexico City were a big sort of entry point uh, and mm-hmm. kind of joining that together with the larger political question. Yeah, and I, th- I think that's one of the more one of the more interesting things that I, I, I appreciate about the movie and one of the things I like about it is that it it's it's an example of a horror film where, the supernatural elements are not inherently a bad thing in this case. They're very much used to right a wrong. And I I think that's that's something we don't often see in horror. And I think that's one of the things that is uh, really compelling about the uh, the way that the story plays out. Yeah. It's like a social justice horror. Mm-hmm. I feel like, like the, new, the new wave of horror, like more in the vein of sort of get it out and it follows with us like something else underneath it all yeah and the supernatural supernatural element is so much it's like in more of an inherent value in the narrative it's not mm-hmm. really what the film is that like what it's about at its core it's just a part of the culture in the world that the story exists in so um yeah we were very aware of of like of how magic plays a part in mexican culture um, but didn't want that to be what the film is yeah. about. Yeah. yeah. No, and I, I think, and and for me, watching it again, and even watching it the first time, one of the things that almost as painful as the actual assault that happens in the film is the fact that 
she goes to her brother afterwards and he just completely blows her off, calls her liar and and all that. And I I like that underneath this whole thing there's just this whole idea of um condemning the idea of toxic masculinity and the fact that in an assault like this, it's not just the person who did the assault, but it's it's the people that enable them to get away with it too. Totally. And I think from the beginning, like uh, I think we all had this clear idea about trying to speak to the larger machismo culture in Mexico. Right. And I think mm-hmm. we, that word comes up a lot. And, you know, in the context of Mexico, like there's ongoing movement and like protests to try to bring attention to this issue. And I think it's actually changed actually, since we started writing the film, it has become a more, uh, foregrounded issue, issue, which is wonderful, but it, it is kind of like a systemic thing. And I think we tried our best to show that it's not just like one little revenge plot line. This is mm-hmm. like an entire environment. Yeah. And I think, and I think that's sort of, and that really does come into uh, play when she's at the uh, nurse's office and uh, basically the nurse is telling her everything's going to be all right. We'll, We'll, we'll take care of you and and you 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 make that obvious connection of oh she's a you know she she's she's a nurse or a doctor and she, so she's a caretaker she'll take care of him take care of her but then you you find out the sort of reality behind that in the way of the film and it makes it even more impactful because of the fact that it's this the the basic idea of women having women's backs in there and i i think that's that's a pretty there there are a lot of really uh the gender politics in this is are really strong and really well uh put together i mean yeah it's about women's empowerment you know the sisterhood mm-hmm. really has core yeah. i mean uh, yeah i mean alonzo is a part of this too the whole <laughs> the sisterhood like uh, you know he's an ally I think it's that, you know, like <laughs> this, this whole time, this whole film is just about women lifting women's voices and bringing attention to violence against women mm-hmm. <laughs> and minorities. And so, um, yeah, she, she's very much like, that's her day to day job. She helps women that go through, you, you know, rape, uh, uh, sexual violence, but you know, also has like their daily checkups. She's a nurse, you know, mm-hmm. but she sees a little bit something like a kindred spirit in Nayeli. And so she kind of brings her into her circle because she's right. someone that she feels can kind of uh, go that extra mile to get the revenge that she deserves besides instead of sleeping on it, like taking action. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Were there any particular films that you uh, had in mind while uh, uh, making the film, coming up with the film? I think we looked at a lot of things. It it changed, right? Like early on, we looked at a lot of things just in like, I would say this general like feminist horror things that fell under that criteria. Um, Mm -hmm. One that I remember particularly, which I think in the end was not as closely connected, but um, Veneno para las Hadas, which is like a Mexican horror film from like this, I want to say the 70s, Poison for Fairies. Um, and it's kind of like mm-hmm. a, I guess it's kind of like a ghost story, but it has all these like sexual innocence, uh, undertones. And so that was kind of like, I think where we first came from and, and it evolved over the writing process. Uh, that's one that I remember from early on. 
And then we watched, we made friends with a producer in Mexico, Andrea, and we watched Here Comes the Devil was a big one, right? I think for me and Ashley, I can't remember. Did I, did I send you this? I think I did send There's you this. So, uh, we watched so many movies. There are a lot, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, was, it opened a whole new like world for me. You know, I mean, I think we're all film buffs are, you know, obsessed with film and at various levels, mm-hmm. but I really, um, it was an opportunity for me to really dive into Mexican cinema, especially like the more modern films. Yeah, like, yeah, Here Comes the Devil was really a big one, but I mean, I also hearken back to like oh, 90s, like uh, 90s horror films, mm-hmm. <laughs> or, like, you know, everything from like The Craft to like Suspiria, like tonally, and just like, we wa- I watched every, I mean, I watch horror films almost every day, mm-hmm. so it was just... I'm kind of uh, looking to those horror films that had strong female characters, um, and obviously revenge films, Last House on the Left, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Was there a uh, conscious decision to not really have any excessive violence in the film? I mean, we do we we do see moments that are scary, but they're partially scary because of the fact that we don't necessarily see them coming in the traditional way that horror films operate. Yeah. Well, for me, you know, when I was directing this, it's all about like the cerebral, like the internal violence and the experience that's Mm. happening with this character. And so, I mean, I'm not one to shy away from like gore, (laughs) but I just didn't feel like it was necessary Mm -hmm. uh, to really show it explicitly. Yeah. And we definitely filmed a lot. There's so much, we filmed so much. We filmed for like nine or 10 days. (laughs) So there's a lot of footage. Um, yeah, I don't, I, um, for me personally, I didn't really feel the desire to have to like be explicitly violent. Mm-hmm. Was, There's more about what's what happening like, inside her. With the, with, the, with the cutting off screen and then seeing the physics, it's like, what the fuck happened? <laughs> and then you see. <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, yeah the, the uh, end scene where we uh, see him in the. Uh, with all the cars and stuff like that, and what we see there, it's like, I. I'd forgotten that that was that we actually saw the the actual physical you know toll that he he took like on on screen. I completely forgot about that. It's like, oh yeah, that was. But it's more effective because of the fact that it's not it it doesn't shy away from it. And I think that's 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 one of the things that's really. Uh, really most effective about the film because yes it is ultimately psychological but um being able to see that there was a physical toll for you know for for this guy that that really uh i i think that really just drives it home yeah and that prosthetic was incredible that we had designed mm-hmm. like i i did not in a million years think it was going to be that incredible like don't you think actually it was like <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I was really like, when I first, the first time I saw it, I was like, oh my God, this is just so much worse than I thought it would be. Like, <laughs> It's interesting because we've gotten some like different kinds of feedback. They're like, I don't know if that's supposed to be like comedic or if it's supposed to be dramatic. And like, and honestly, it's like, yeah, I mean, laugh, when he, he when he lost his own self-respect by taking sexual like advantage of this woman, he mm-hmm. lost, the, you know, the ability to have this balance of like object of power and I think you can kind of laugh at that I guess if you want to but um I've been I've been mostly interested in like how people view that tonally at the end Mm -hmm. right 
you know like is that like what is the payoff is, is the payoff like oh i can finally breathe and like <sighs> or is it like whoa that's intense oh my god i can't believe this guy's to live with this for the rest of his life like mm -hmm. that and i feel i love the way that we ended the film with that because it, it kind of leaves it open-ended mm -hmm. and i think that kind of go in their own direction no like, i would definitely yeah. agree with that who's um, the victim by by and large, how is what's the uh, reception for the movie been like? I mean, I know it's, I mean, we're we're doing this shortly before it plays at uh, Fantasia Fest this year. I know it's gotten into other um, film festivals. What's been the reaction that you guys have had from audiences and people who have seen it? It's so difficult because most of our festivals have been online. Like the only festivals we've been, or I was at one in person day one, was Women in Horror where I met you, and then we went to Morbido. So we don't have like so many in cinema mm -hmm. reactions. Um, I mean, I don't know. Like, did you watch any of the Maryland, Ashley? Like, in, like were they typing? Um, I watched all of them there. <laughs> I, I was. I love that festival. It is so yeah. incredible. Um, but yeah, you know, for me personally, I've had a lot of people reach out to me and just be like, whoa, <laughs> I watched Diablo, like, holy shit, like, um, that's, that's a really intense film, but like, you know, a lot of people speak to how they really appreciate, like, the reality, the way that it was captured, like, emotionally, mm -hmm. um, uh, and, and just overall, they just found it to be a very intense experience. I'm, I think that when you when you do these like virtual screenings, it's so hard to like capture the audience reaction. Yeah. But you know, with these upcoming festivals <laughs> that we have, I think, you know, like the hybrid um, physical virtual experience with festivals, hopefully we'll be able to interact more with audiences mm -hmm. and, and engage more. I know like, for example, you know, Maya and I, or anyone on our team hasn't really had the opportunity to do like an actual Q and A as well. Yeah. So it's been, I mean, COVID-19 has definitely affected this, uh, this, this process, but, um, like a few people, yeah. see, like, they'll like contact us and there'll be a Q and A, but then it's like, we never get notified. Yeah. So, you know, maybe an upcoming virtual festival will have us do Q and A. We'll, we'll see. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm curious. Yeah. yeah. I'm curious how, uh, Fantasia Fest is going to do the, uh, the, the Q and A's for, especially the short film blocks and, because, I mean, I'm, I'm so used to a short film at the short film blocks. They have the filmmakers who are present come up and, you know, they'll answer questions and all of that. But, yeah, with, with this, I mean, are, are you basically just going to be on standby and, you know, just waiting until the block is over or what's, what's going to happen? So, yeah, it's, I'm, I am looking forward to, I mean, I'm actually grateful for, this being on virtual because of the fact that it gives me a chance to cover it uh, without having to go anywhere. But at the same time, I miss, I, I love the experience I had with women in horror and it was, it's all about the personal interaction. It was all about the personal interaction with the filmmakers and everybody else there watching the movies. And yeah, it's, I, I'm going to miss that here. I mean, I'm, I'm curious to see how they're going to, uh, try to replicate that here but yeah the only thing i'm seeing so fantasia seems to be the more i'm seeing like it's got the most sophisticated it's gonna have the most sophisticated online platform it's like i don't know oscar level theater yeah. screen quality and so that's cool i read a big article in variety about that but we haven't heard 
anything about logistics yet. We don't mm-hmm. know like how they're going to be doing networking or anything like doing. But yeah, I have no idea what Fantasia are planning. I just know there was like this Variety article saying that it was like theirs is going to be the shininess. So I was like, that's pretty cool. So Fantasia are probably going to like you were speaking to like the the more high tech you know platform. Mm-hmm. I feel like we might be more successful at pulling off live screenings and actually mm-hmm. having viewers ask questions, much like this Zoom process, like you've seen in webinars and, you know, yeah, we're becoming pros at that. But also pre-recorded Q&As have been a big thing. I know with like Maryland, that's what they did. Like mm-hmm. they pre-recorded them and then, but hopefully we can interact with some audiences soon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm still waiting to because uh, I'm supposed to cover the Atlanta Film Festival in September, but I haven't I haven't heard as far as I know they're still planning on doing it. But is it going to be in person? Is it going to be virtual? What's it going to be? Um, I'm yeah, I'm I'm definitely looking forward to I'm looking forward to the time where we can like safely go back to movie theaters and just in general and be able to have these type of experiences just in in person where we can talk to a filmmaker we can tell them how much we appreciate the film and um but at the same time that's one of the things that really joined part of the reason why i reached out to maya about doing this interviews because it's like you know me and her women in horror it's like and when she said that it had been accepted into fantasia fest it's like okay this would be a good time to do an interview for it so yeah, I'm I'm uh, grateful for the time that you've given me today, and I I, I definitely appreciate uh diff- definitely appreciate your insight in this uh, film that you made. Oh, thank you, Thanks, Brian. Thank nice you so much, Brian. Mm-hmm.